Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys, it's Sally here, and I hope you are all keeping well in this current situation which is obviously um, of concern to all of us um, actually feels like we're in a film it's just kind of unreal so I thought it was really important for me to give you an update on what's happening in terms of your essay business and also just in life to help and inspire you because you know it's a tough time but we all are in it together and I think it's uh it's really important to share what we know what we learn and so this is facebook live for today and i'll also have it out there as a podcast as well hi there katrina i hope you're well so in the uk i think we've got about thirty-three thousand current cases of covid19 and um let me just check i've got an image here um, 4,200 odd new cases, 2,900 deaths currently, which is obviously not good. And the government have, um, tightened up on lockdown because I think some people perhaps weren't taking it seriously. If you're not ill, you don't have anyone close to you, perhaps it doesn't feel like it's really going on. But obviously the government have to keep everybody safe and uphold, um, the lockdown and the law so that we all do stay safe and as many of us stay well and you know get through this so with the um, business of service accommodation we are not allowed anymore to host anyone who isn't already stranded in in-house or um, a critical worker and there are quite a few critical workers helping to keep everything going. So um, I've shared this list quite a few times, but as well as healthcare workers, there's a whole host of, you know, all our emergency services, the military, all the people in the um, local authorities who are keeping everything going. Um, of course, um, there's a lot of support in, in the NHS to keep all the facilities working. So we've had people who are working on hospital ventilation systems and things like that. So as well as sort of obvious, you know, frontline NHS doctors, nurses, and everybody, there's a huge amount of people. There's the infrastructure, utilities, water, food, etc. So if you um, want to join the you know, the effort of continuing to support those people and maintaining your properties, um, you know, being open and going through the cleaning regimes that need to be done, then that's awesome because that will help them. They need um, temporary accommodation, short-term accommodation. And honestly, um, you know, in lockdown, there's not likely to be that much that is short-term, not really, unless it's teams who are staying for a couple of weeks and then moving on, you know, in, in their, their key worker roles. Hi there, Liam. I hope you're really well. So, um, a couple of things really, cause I know that, um, they have slightly tightened it up, but there are, there is a law. So looking at the law, you are still allowed to, 
um, do things that attend funerals. You are also allowed to, um, sorry, you're allowed to host people who are attending funerals and yeah, funerals, but I think there are quite stringent guidelines on all these things. And there are, there is a little bit of leeway in terms of moving house, but essentially it's people who are stranded. Um, and now their, their temporary place is their semi-permanent place, if you like, because they can't actually move because of lockdown. So we are able to fulfill a really huge service to these people. But if you are in a position where you don't feel that you can continue having your property open, whether it's because your linen company has gone into lockdown, which has happened to us, um, or whether it's because your cleaning team, um, you know, don't want to go in and you don't want to do it yourself, or maybe they're um, self-isolating, has happened to us today with our, our supervisor, actually. So it's up to you whether you want to actually close. So it's entirely up to you. So my inclination is eternal optimism and to keep going. And I'm very positive. And I think it's really important to support our communities because there's an awful lot of help needed. And um, I'm communicating a great deal with our landlords and our guests. Um, and they want to, you know, have a safe place to stay. So we do still have two units that are sort of, well, one's available. Um, it wasn't going to be, but it is. But, and then another one will be available from Monday. So we're still keen to help. Um, there's a potential that we might have ambulance crews and people like that who will stay a long time, but we have to be, you know, operating within strong firm guidelines and have really, um, strict cleaning regimes and protect our cleaners. And obviously we'd only be going to our properties if it's essential. Hi, Bavisha. Good to see you. I'm Marius. So it has to be essential because you're not going to um, need to go there unless you've got um, people like key workers there and what you're doing is um, really important to maintain what, what's happening there. Um, so the, the rules are tightened. And I'm going to go through some cleaning bits, but what I also want to do is just talk a little bit about Airbnb because they've sent out emails today and um, things like your linen and what to do about that and cleaning and also some help for your guests and basically work out a way forward with your business and also some mindset things because I think, you know, it can really get to you and there's a few things that you can do that will really help you. Um, obviously, there's financial help from the government as well. And I've had a few questions in our WhatsApp group today, people who are quite scared about what's going on, which is totally understandable. But we're all in this together. We seriously are. So uh, hi, Vicky. Good to see you. So Airbnb have um, closed basically all properties um, unless you want to be part of the COVID-19 hosting program. And you can say that you want to do that for free or at a normal rate or at a reduced rate. If in the last week you've already signed up for that, um, you probably have to relist again because I had signed our properties up for that that were available. Um, but I had to relist them with the, the terms we wanted to have. And so that's fine. So we're doing a reduced rate. I would love to do it for free, but we do still have cost going out every month. Um, so 
that's one thing. And, you know, it might be worth adjusting your minimum stays to things like certainly a week or 14 nights or even a month. It's up to you. Because if you get people um, booking for less and then you have a sort of argument with them about actually it's lockdown, um, you need to really figure out how that's going to work for you. So we've got some people who are, as I say, technical um, engineer people who are working in accordance with, you know, um, as key workers is what I'm trying to say. So at the hospital, so they're staying like Monday to Friday. And if they've booked direct with us now, having found us on an OTA, but I will be saying to them, look, you know, I can't um, do any um, in between cleans and midstay cleans completely. No, don't do any of those. Um, so you might want to adjust that kind of thing if you are still operating and really think about the logistics of what you're offering. Because a really key thing is, yes, offer accommodation to people and keep your business going, covering costs. If you're committed to certain, you know, things like rent, obviously you're going to be all the bills. You can't just stop those. But um, as well as wanting to be able to help in the community, you don't want to be putting yourselves and your team at risk so really important to balance what you're offering and what you can reasonably do for people so make sure that anyone who's going to book um, with you knows that you won't be doing things like mid-stay cleans leave them enough linen that they can change their linen and their towels and wash them themselves or if they're going to be um, wanting it cleaned then they will have to double bag what they want you to pick up and don't open. You know, so put those bags outside the door and then don't open those bags yourself or get anyone to launder it for 72 hours. So it's three days. Make sure you leave it like that. Really important to have that um, protection. And then actually the virus apparently is quite easily destroyed in detergent hot water but um, it's the surfaces of the cleaning that you need to be particularly concerned about. So if you want guests to get their own cleaning stuff or if you're going to provide it for them or if they get their own and then you reimburse them for it or whatever arrangement you want, they need to do their own cleaning. And really important to talk to the guests so that they know the rules of lockdown so that you can help them be aware of that because they may be from um, somewhere else they may have got stuck here more recently um, uh, or some people just aren't so aware so it's you know important that you make sure they're aware of what's actually really going on and so you can do that and and provide the help and so that they know what they can and can't do in lockdown and if you can get things like hand sanitizer, I mean, it's like gold dust, isn't it? Then provide that, but it's really a challenge. Um, and there are certain ones that are better than others. But certainly, you know, regular hand washing, all the guidance about not touching your face and all those kinds of things, really important. So um, again, I will put some links below about all of that information rather than going through each part of the guide here. And um, if your linen company's still up and running, then that's rather fabulous. Ours actually went into lockdown a week ago, but um, <laughs> what do we do? We luckily had quite a large stock of linen anyway, um, but we can't send any back right now. So whether that continues um, 
it's hard to say. It's kind of looking like it's going to be longer rather than shorter at the moment, isn't it? So um, we are looking at um, alternatives. So if we have people staying for three months who are frontline workers, um, we'll be providing them different linen that they can then um, wash themselves potentially if we can't actually get there um, because we've got Egyptian cotton and nobody wants to be ironing pillowcases right now for hours. Um, so, and you know, there's only a certain amount that we can do. So we need to be remote and we need to be safe and we need our guests to be safe. Hi there, Debbie. You would know about this more than many, I'm sure. Hi, Brendan as well. So yeah, it's the aspect of still being able to serve the guests to a certain amount, but really essentially we're providing them with a safe, comfortable place where they can have a really, um, um, some of you will be high end, so you'll be luxury and we're kind of in the middle and some of it will just be really nice accommodation where they can feel safe, secure, actually get out into um, the shop when they need to or, you know, have contact with a surgery or whatever else they need. But mostly people are staying at home. They might be doing their daily exercise, but staying at home, staying two metres apart and, um, you know, making sure we don't get this spread. So it's really important to adhere to all this. Um, honestly, I'm not going into a great big marketing thing on all sorts of other avenues. Um, I'm really focusing on how we can serve the community. If I have direct approaches from guests, then, you know, I have to weigh that up. And a couple of them have felt like it's um, an interrogation, but we really need to make sure of why people want to stay and that they're not just breaking lockdown rules. And also we need to know whether they've had contact with um, the virus and, you know, whether they're self-isolating with it or whether they're staying healthy away from family who might get it and all those kind of things. And we need to really arm ourselves with the knowledge of how to best care for those people remotely and when they leave the property to clean it really thoroughly. So um, actually there's somebody in our, our service accommodation community, Ross, who's provided really detailed information about how to um, clean properties once they've actually had um, a COVID-19 um, infected person in there. So um, I'm sure he'd be happy to share that information. He's got a very detailed PDF, which, um, you can't see on the podcast clearly, but I will put it in our service accommodation secrets Facebook group um, as a link. I'll check with him. That's okay. But he's got detailed information. So there's certain things that you really have to do. And there are um, cleaners and sprays that are in accordance with a certain guideline. Just see if I can see the name of it. Um, it's all the standard stuff that we're doing with our cleaning teams, but there are specific um cv19 virus um disinfectant official en 14476 um test has to be passed by the the disinfectant you use um but with cleaning uh there are certain procedures that we're going through and so i'll just briefly highlight some of those again so um, do a normal clean, but make sure your team are protected with gloves. Um, they can wear masks if they want to. There's so much debate about this. Mostly it keeps your own droplets in and stops you being 
um, sprayed by any others. If you're two meters away from somebody, which you should be, then potentially that wouldn't happen. But um, there's another thing that if you have a mask on that you keep on when you get home, you're taking those germs away with you. So throw them away. So gloves have to be thrown away after use. Uh, mop heads or cloths, all of these things have to be thrown away. So, um, you know, you're not keeping the contamination there. I mean, we've always reused a lot of our cleaning things and, you know, it just seems like it's not worth the risk currently. And so for the cleaning team, we've got specific, specific regime, um, rubbish and linen and everything else that's been taken out needs to be double bagged. Linen in bags shouldn't be open for 72 hours. And in any case, if a guest has left a property, don't go in for 72 hours before cleaning in any case. Um, you do a normal clean, but thorough. I mean, SA cleans, they're thorough anyway. And then sanitize afterwards with one of these um, virus killing uh, cleaning agents completely sanitize all surfaces um, completely pay attention to everything that's touched regularly so light switches any kind of knobs on anything like your cooker your fridge handles your door handles cupboard handles and um, all the things that are touched so things like toasters that's metal isn't it you want that completely sanitized um, microwaves everything that's used in the kitchen just really need to sanitize all of those things um, you know if you've got a lift then you you would do the um, the button on there um, all of the things that are touched regularly by lots of people kettles and everything you know we use those all the time all the socket switches everything like that and your cleaners must be two meters away from each other at all times and hand wash before putting gloves on hand wash after taking the gloves off and for our cleaning team then um when they get home we're saying you know make sure you don't just wash your hands you actually have a shower and put your clothes you were wearing all in the washing machine and wash them so you're completely thorough okay and um so that's really important that's if it's just a normal clean that's not if you've got somebody in there um who's who's been staying who you know has the virus so really important so um i'm just going to check my list actually oh tv remotes taps all those kind of things make sure those are disinfected thoroughly and i think all surfaces floor everything like that and there are specific instructions if you have somebody who has the virus and um, so steam cleaning, all that sort of thing. But I think it's best you look at the PDF, which I will check with Ross about sharing that because they've been doing relocations and uh, contracting um, accommodation for a very long time. And they've got these compliant regulations. So, you know, make sure you'd actually stay within those. And of course, your cleaners don't have to go and clean for you. There are companies who say, sorry, not doing it. It's up to them. And unless you have other people who are willing to come and do it, um, so you could still recruit people. Um, then, you know, they need to be fully aware of the fact that people stay and you'd have to tell them what kind of job those people were doing just so that they know and make sure they've seen the guidelines, see what to stay within and, and what actions to take so that they are fully aware of, you know, 
potential risk. You just don't know. Because it's lockdown, they would only be going to clean if there was an essential need to for key workers who were coming in or after they left. But as I say, make sure you leave that period of time. Hi there, Julie. And um, we, um, as I say, would leave spare linen. Um, so you wouldn't ever go into an apartment, even if the guests weren't there, even if they said, well, we're doing our food shop. Can you pop in with it? Don't do that. Just say, okay, we'll leave it on the doorstep when you are there. Because, you know, you can message and call people perfectly easily. But, you know, don't go in when people aren't there. And just make sure that any um, things that you use, like um, cushions and throws, things like that, they're either going to have to be laundered in between after the double bagging and the three days have passed or, you know, we're looking at throwing cushion pads away essentially because we've got to make sure that this really doesn't spread and people do have clean hygienic places to stay and make sure that they, you know, your cleaners and your guests um, have full information about all of the government um, guidelines of what to do. And, oh, I forgot one thing, um, cause I haven't scrolled up on my document high enough. There's also hoovers and hoover bags. So you should change the hoover bag every time as well. Or if you've got bagless, which is great, cause we've got Henry hoovers, they've got hoover bags. But if you've got bagless, you know, you can disinfect the hoover sort of inside where all the dust goes and any other areas. So it's really about using a lot of common sense and making sure everybody is aware of what to do and not being complacent and like, oh, everything's fine, you know. But the key thing to know is that hand washing with soap and hot water does actually kill this virus. So just keep doing that. Um, and when people wear gloves, um, I find I'm less inclined to touch my face anyway when I'm wearing gloves. But um, if people are wearing gloves, obviously they still shouldn't be touching their face because that's the thing that can get it near your nasal cavity, your mouth and eyes and everything. So just make sure that people are aware of not touching their face as well. So um, I will check about sharing that detailed compliance information. But essentially it's like, you know, not taking undue risks. Um, don't supply elaborate welcome packs for guests. We have things like tea bags and things still in the properties, but we usually get things like bread and milk and fruit. Don't do that because the guests will need to get whatever they need and you don't want to be going there. You, As far as possible, you want a clean to be done and then the guests check in remotely when they're ready. You can disinfect keys. You can disinfect everything, you know, all the exterior handles as well. So you don't need to be there, but you're available fully online. You know, all the WhatsApp messenger. Um, we have Yodel phone calls, obviously. Hi there, Paula. So just really keep the communication um, full and um, reassure people because people will be scared about these things. So, you know, really important to let people know what they can and can't do. But, you know, that if they do that, then they'll be all right and, and not to go wandering about, you know, so they really know the rules of lockdown. So I think I've covered that. If anyone's got any questions, do let me know because I just would talk forever. Um, 
And the next thing is really the help for people. So financially, obviously, it's a difficult thing if you decide to close or even if you don't, because for our uh, key workers and critical workers and even people who are stuck, we can't charge our, our full rate. We're doing things at cost for people. I know some people are doing it free. If you're doing that, then amazing. That's awesome. And so if you can do it, you know, especially for NHS for free, then that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, feel free to have a catch up. That's good. Um, so if you can offer it for free and then brilliant, but if you're charging a certain amount, then it's quite likely that you won't be covering your costs, but at least you've got some cash flow coming in to cover all of those bills. You still got to pay least of which, um, of course is not, um, your rent. You're still going to be needing to pay your rent. And if a property really hasn't been viable and you were concerned about this from the beginning, you could talk to your landlord about giving a property back if it's rent to SA. Um, if you're managing for a client, you're going to have to have a discussion about what they actually want to do. Do they want to stay open? Um, you know, what do they actually want to do? And just really, again, really keep the communication open. And the government are giving help for operators of SA who are paying business rates and already registered and if you're not already registered then it's worth actually switching from council tax to business rates as long as um, what you'd be paying this year and any additional amount that business rates might be won't be more than you'll get refunded in council tax. So Jason Living has done an awesome video about this in Service Accommodation UK, his Facebook group. So watch that if you want the full details of that. But we have a mix, um, which I'm, I've mentioned before. So three of ours are on business rates. The other ones weren't because we didn't persevere sorting out with the council, getting them on council tax, but I'm, I'm letting them know that actually they have been operated as a business for two years and therefore we should have been on business rates. Now that's not going to mean we're going to get the grant for those two, but for the others we should. And I'm still not sure whether it's one or three or quite how it's going to work. Now, some people have heard from their councils. If you're registered for business rates, then you should hear from your councils, but there's nothing to stop you letting them know anyway. Um, so you should be eligible for a grant of 10,000 for properties that are, um, up to 15,000 um, pounds rateable value. And between 15,000 and 51,000 rateable value, it's 25,000 per property. So that will help, but it will take a while to come through, no doubt. If you're on council tax, then it's worth changing in my view because they're doing the business rates holiday this year anyway. Hi, Mike. Hi, Janice. Hope you're well. Let me know if you've got any questions or thoughts or experiences. Um, so it's up to you, but I would, um, do that. And there are links that you can follow. I've got them in my Facebook group already. Service accommodation secrets, Facebook group, but, um, I'll try and cluster them up, um, so that you can see where they are so that you can get in touch with, it's not actually the council that do your, um, 
business rates and council tax decision, they get the payment from you. So I'm just thinking that I remember Jason said that because we had the valuations officer come out to our um, three one beds. So it's the valuations officer who sorts this all out. And that is HMRC actually. But the council collect the money and so also if you are eligible for small business rates relief the council are the people to speak to about that because they um have that responsibility so they collect the money and they also would let you know about any discount that you might get for that and so those things um would help if you're in london and the 90 day rule um affects you obviously then I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong if anyone knows any way that you can get around this I think you have to stay on council tax um, so that is unfortunate if somebody knows a way of sorting that out um, let me know but I don't know of one currently um, the other thing is that the government is helping with is that if you are a commercial tenant you cannot be evicted from your property um, you know, if you can't pay the rent, certainly till June at the moment is the ruling. And there is help for landlords. So buy to let mortgages, for example, there's a uh, three months um, mortgage payment holiday and unencumbered property. So one of the um, ladies in our WhatsApp group said, but my landlord's got an unencumbered property. He wants his rent. Well, you are a commercial tenant and so he can't you know come after you for that and in any case these are unprecedented times nobody's going to be taking people to court right now we're just not operational in that way and so i think again it's all about communication and paying you know something showing goodwill saying look you know um i'm doing this and this um to get uh, guest staying or I've decided to close because of the risk or whatever it is you've decided to do then just let the landlord know and honestly yes you might have paid a personal guarantee but these are strange times that have never happened before well certainly not in modern times anyway so you know I think it all is about um, communication mediation and there's going to be a lot of emotions running high you know there's so many businesses that had to shut we're one of the few that's able to stay open to actually help um, so I think we can be grateful for that but also to navigate this in a positive way because we are all teams you know our landlords are our team um, part of our team it's we want it to be a, a relationship that is fruitful for each other um, we are giving a property back to our landlord and Touchwood, luckily for us, we've got um, somebody they've agreed with um, is going to take it on at the end of April. But obviously we're liable for everything until then. Um, and April the 11th, I think we'd have had this property for two years. But early on, the managing director said to me, um, you know, this could be bad or, or would you like us to de-risk it a bit for you because we have a waiting list? Um, so that potentially is a way that you could go and say honestly i think we will have to give this back and you just have to mediate about what you can do in the interim because it is very difficult um the government um making it easier for people to get loans so i haven't got the details in front of me but there are um are loans that you can get hold of 
to help your business. The government are guaranteeing 80% of the amount. It's through the British bank, but you apply through normal lenders. So that's on sites as well. Um, obviously it's a loan, so it's not, not something that you, you don't have to pay back, but there are ways to work this out. And I think anyone who's got any specific questions need, needs any help. If I don't know the answer to help you, then I can help find out the answers for you because I think it's really important that we all stick together and help each other. Um, if I've got any um, inquiries and things, I'll pass them on to people and, you know, people who I'm working with. So, you know, people who are nearby sharing potential bookings with me and I'm doing the same with other people, um, you know, whether they're in London, you know, let people know that there are, are requirements still. So keep communicating together. And I think part of the positive mindset is to know that we are all in the same situation. And what's that saying? It's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that really, really everything boils down to that you know if you react positively we find solutions we become really resourceful in a way that we never have before like we've been talking to our council to see if we can help them you know we're on standby for for people like the nhs and council and we've sort of had some near um bookings in one of our apartment is is as i say empty so i'm looking to have um two guests in there for a longer period but it's sort of happening then it's not so you're going to have a lot of uncertainty and I think if you're a person who loves certainty and and definite plans then you struggle with this a lot but I think all we can do is think we can only control that which we can control and if things are beyond our control all we can do is get as resourceful as possible get as much help as possible with the ways of dealing with these things and you know, if you, if you're really stuck, just reach out for help and see who can help you. Don't have a meltdown. Well, have a mini meltdown, get it out of your system, but don't go thinking everything's hopeless because there's so much that will come from this and things happen for a reason. Um, and people like Dr. John D. Martini, he's got a, a Facebook group with a lot of really practical help in there for the way that you can navigate through this in terms of your own mindset. And he's the one who says that maximum growth occurs on the borders of challenge and support. And we're all certainly challenged at the moment, but we can support each other. People will support you. Um, I love things like um, yoga and meditation and certainly I'm getting loads of support from my yoga teacher and her um, all of the people who we do that um, together every day we're doing some exercise Pete and I I almost said goodness knows why but actually exercise is really good to keep your mindset positive so couch to 5k um, running is not my favorite thing but anyway a bit of cardio once a day is really good you know keep doing things that stimulate your mind things that you can do together a lot of people who can't work they're having family time that they just couldn't have before i've had conversations with people outside my front door you know people sort of standing um two meters plus away i haven't had time to have before there's lots of positives and things will change oh paula very challenging but you're right we all need to support each other absolutely absolutely and you know some people will find it easier than others 
Zoom are probably like, wow, this is a real boom for us, but they probably wish it wasn't happening for this reason. You know, there are lots of companies who are supplying really important products, you know, masks, um, you know, the, the medical masks and hand sanitizer and all the cleaning products we need and all of the people who are fulfilling all the roles, you know, our rubbish is still collected, food is still in the shops, um, surgeries are still providing, you know, dispensing medicines our hospitals and our emergency services are all completely amazing there's so much we can be grateful for and i must admit i'm talking massively about the uk because that's where i am but this is a global thing too and um, we have our va in the philippines and she's brilliant she's really supporting us and um you know we know of lots of people overseas and um, our guests kind of went back overseas and they're in communication and they're okay so we just you know keep willing it to work well and breathe so if you've got any questions let me know if you've got anything you want to ask in the facebook group service accommodation secrets or the page just let me know and you know if i can't help as i say i will find somebody who can so look after yourselves stay healthy follow all of the rules and we will be fine, we will get through it and things will be better in lots of ways afterwards, I'm sure. Speak to you soon, guys. Take care. Sharing the secrets of success.